pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. TSA FM 1071. And it's Funky Friday. And it's Red Friday. Good morning, San Antonio. It's also Open Mind Friday. So any of the news stories that you want to bring up this morning, feel free. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. We've got a lot of news stories to jump into with you this morning but anything that you feel like you want to address this morning on the show feel free to be a part of it at 210-599-5555 let me catch up to speed on the latest in the last uh, 24 hours since we last talked about what's going on with the border crisis it has gotten a whole lot worse so i'm going to run through a few points here with you to to let you know what's been going on and then we'll uh, dive into this a little bit deeper and in one hour lieutenant chris olivares from the dps is going to join us and we're going to talk more about this with him coming up at uh, at 606 this morning 606 so uh, yesterday the president spent a lot of his time blaming donald trump for this when he wasn't repeating stories or calling the congressional hispanic caucus the congressional black caucus we'll tell you more about that but he said what's happening at the border right now is all donald trump's fault that the previous guy in office and i think we have that sound for you but the previous guy in office was the one who did this that he was the one who collapsed the border. He was the one who got rid of Border Patrol. He was the one who got rid of ICE. He was all everything that this president or this administration, keep in mind, uh, Joe Biden is just a dummy sitting on the lap of Barack Obama. Okay, Barack Obama's running this country through Joe Biden. And, um, and everything that, uh, that he has done in order to open the border and allow free and unfettered access for people to come into this country, he's now blaming Donald Trump for. KJP also tried that with Peter Ducey yesterday. When Peter held her feet to the fire on it, uh, she refused to call on him and decided to move on and ask uh, somebody else to ask her a question. So you'll hear that a little bit later on as well. We've got all this sound for you coming up. Democrats say this is all made up. Uh, Reporters were on the Hill yesterday asking Democrats about this, and Debbie Wasserman Schultz uh, even said, this is not happening. This, the border is under control. The processing is going extremely well. This is all orderly, and this is all fine, and there is no chaos, and there is no problem at the border. In other words, right out of 1984, right out of the Stalinist playbook, do not believe your own eyes and ears. Believe what we tell you. Meanwhile, the Texas National Guard has been there deploying more of the razor wire that has been removed, cut, destroyed by the federal government. Republican governors are demanding Biden tell uh, them where he is resettling the illegal aliens in this country. Uh, He has been flying more than 200,000 out in uh, illegal flights in late night hours, secret flights in late night hours. More than 200,000 have been flown across the country. And uh, now Republican governors want to know, where the president is flying these people in the middle of the night and where he is resettling all of these illegal aliens across the United States. Meanwhile, the White House announced yesterday 800 fresh troops, 800 more military members are going to the border. But, 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 
They're not going to seal up the border or even mitigate the problem at all. They're not going there to stop the uh, invasion of our country. And this is a, a, an invasion, and I happen to believe to a certain degree a military invasion is going on here. No, they're going down there to focus on logistics and other functions at the border. The troops will help with processing and paperwork. So our fighting men and women who are being taught that boys can be girls and girls can be boys just by saying so, that it's really cool when a soldier puts on makeup and mascara, does his hair up fine, that they are now paper pushers. They are not going to the border in order to stop people from coming across the border. They're going down there to push paper. They will not engage directly with the new arrivals. They will be sitting at desks and, uh, and filling out paperwork. In other words, 800 more processors so that we can efficiently process more illegal aliens into the United States. That's what 800 more military members are going down there for. The Eagle Pass mayor doubled down. I told you yesterday what he's been saying about this. He doubled down on that. Rolando Salinas says that Biden is to blame for increase in robberies and violence. That, oh my gosh, wow, the illegal aliens are breaking into homes. They're robbing people, assaulting people on the streets of Eagle Pass. Of course, Salinas is a Democrat, so it's kind of interesting that he's blaming Joe Biden for this. He has declared a state of emergency. And, of course, as I said, the Democrats in D.C. say it's all made up. This is not happening, folks. What you're seeing on television is all a Hollywood production. This is not really happening in our country. I don't know what that is. I can hear that, too, but I don't. What is that? Are you playing something really now? I have no idea what it is. Border Patrol Union says more than 100,000 illegal aliens have been released into the United States in the last three weeks alone. In the last three weeks alone. And now every Border Patrol station in the region and all up and down the border is beyond capacity. And what they have been told is to quickly process the illegal aliens and get them on the streets to the country as quickly as possible. So what they're doing now is they're not able to, some of them are not able to get transportation to San Antonio, which is the uh, the hub, the clearing hub, the clearing house, if you will, is San Antonio, Texas. So many of them are paying 50 bucks to these, you know, I guess, for lack of a better term, Uber drivers that are driving them from the border here to San Antonio. The migrant center on San Pedro is overflowing, and people are sleeping all over San Pedro Avenue and the surrounding streets now. Yes, a homelessness crisis exists in San Antonio, Texas, because a couple of years ago when Joe Biden became president, in order to kiss his butt, Ron Nirenberg said that San Antonio would be the clearinghouse, would be the the center of the largest human trafficking operation on planet Earth, which is what's happening right now. So San Antonio is the clearinghouse for human trafficking. You just need to know it. You, you you, You need to hear, instead of this, you know, very anesthetized version that ABC is telling you. You need to hear the truth. This is human trafficking that's uh, going on from our government. There's sex slavery involved. There's slavery involved. There's all kinds of crimes that are involved. They are unleashing these folks in this invasion into the United States. And San Antonio is the hub of the largest human trafficking operation on planet Earth that's going on right now. 10,000 plus per day. Meanwhile, Dan Patrick, the Texas lieutenant governor, 
says he's going to ask Greg Abbott to convene a special legislative session to talk about Colony Ridge. Remember earlier this week I was telling you about Colony Ridge and I had Todd Benzman on, and we talked about Colony Ridge, which is just outside of Houston. Apparently it's been built, and there's uh, no rule of law there. It's being run by the cartels. It's a shantytown, a third-world shantytown. And Dan Patrick says we can't have entire cities of people who are here illegally, basically no law enforcement. What is that? Anyway, so distracting. The massive complex of people here illegally creating their own city north of Houston. It's just unacceptable. Chip Roy says it's very concerning. It's a third-world shantytown, and foreign flags are flying all over the place. So Dan Patrick is now asking for a, a special session in order to deal with that. So the latest numbers out of Ukraine, Americans have spent $113 billion plus on Ukraine. Secretary Austin says we're going to spend another $100 billion soon in Ukraine. So that, that comes out to more than $213 billion that we are going to spend to defend Ukraine. What do you think about that? Can you imagine spending that money on our own border? Can you imagine if we just spent a fraction of that to defend our own border? Can you imagine if we spent a fraction of that on people here in our country instead of on Ukraine. We're going to bring that up as well. So there's a little fodder that catches you up to speed on what's going on down at your border and the fact that this administration is saying it's Trump's fault, the fact that others in the Democrat Party say it's not going on, there's nothing happening here, so what you see is not reality, it's, it's not true, and that there's more razor wire that has been deployed by the Texas National Guard down there because as soon as they put it down, the federales pick it up or cut it and remove it and invite more and more of the invasion to go on. So I'm just curious what you think. It's 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Your thoughts and comments coming up next. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, man, looking good. It's, it's Red Friday at 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com. Let me give you those numbers again, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. You got comments about what's going on in the news. Love to hear from you this morning. Now, let me give you another phone number. This is my uh, voicemail here at the station. Love to have you call this and say the pledge. And every uh, every day at 550 and 650, we have the Pledge of Allegiance here on the show. And all you got to do is just say it onto my voicemail, and then we'll lift it and put it on the radio. 210-654-5155. Would you mind doing that? 210 5155, 210-654-5155, and we'd love to have you say the Pledge of Allegiance. Well, the president was out giving a couple of speeches yesterday. Um, boy, it, it sure is, it, it's gotten real bad with him. Um, he's unintelligible most of the time. He is talking gibberish a lot of the time. Um, he is flubbing everything. I'm going to play an example for you here in cut number four, Jimmy, where um, he's talking to uh, one one uh, caucus and thinks he's talking to the other. So listen to this. And I mean this sincerely. My dad used to say, everyone, everyone is entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. The Congressional Black Caucus embodies all those values. The Congressional Black Caucus embodies all of those values. Now, I said it clearly. What he said was, Black Caucus embodies all of the values. 
Um, the truth of the matter is he was speaking to the Hispanic caucus. Very clearly, he is having early signs of dementia and possibly Alzheimer's. Now, we can whistle past the graveyard on this if, if everybody wants to in the country and say this is no big deal. We can do that. You know, We can ignore it and act like nothing's going on, right? Or we can be real with each other and say he's not the commander-in-chief. He's not in charge. I Again, the people in D.C. that I talk with on a regular basis say it's Obama that's running the country through him that they have secret meetings down at Obama's place. Nobody in the media up there wants to talk about it because they'll get canceled, they'll get kicked out. But this guy clearly is not the guy that's running the country. Now, I will say this. Republicans are trying to strategize this for the election next year, and they're trying to run on the fact that he's too old, he's 80 years old, 77% of voters in America, Democrats and Republicans, say he's too old and shouldn't be running for the office again. Democrats said this week in polling that he is probably going to win the nomination because they've rigged it, but he's either going to have to step aside or he's going to die because they see people, you know, the American people see what's going on. But I would caution Republicans from making this their really main stressing point. Talk about it, you know, bring it up, the fact that he's not running the country, right? So this elected official, and I say elected in air quotes, is not really the guy who is the president, okay? So that's one thing. And clearly, he's not thinking clearly, so he's clearly not operating as the president of the United States, regardless of what you see him do with meetings and all that. That's not that's not real. Uh, but the real thing to be talking about are his policies, are the policies that have been put in place through him, like the border, like gasoline prices, like energy prices, like going after your appliances in your home, like dumping 200 and some odd 35 million into Zelensky's pocket yesterday when he was at the White House. Did ABC tell you about that this morning, by the way? Did they have that on this morning? That they, what, you quasi, sort of? Is that what you're telling me there, Christian? There's just a few stories on that. I expected to see numerous. Yeah. Because that's how the wires work. Right. The bigger the story was you and I have talked before if we don't see a whole lot of something right it's worth digging into right you know well uh, you know that's the biggest complaint I get is about ABC right and so mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I pay attention to what they do on their newscasts on our station because it's important to me that we right. represent things in, in the correct way and what uh, what he did yesterday when Zelensky was there he told Congress he wanted 24 billion dollars <laughs> and listen to this um, he said that there is and this is this is cut number three. They were in the uh, in the meeting. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go to. I'll go to Gary in just a couple of seconds. When, when they were in the meeting, and when they were wrapping up the meeting with with Zelensky sitting across from Joe Biden and all the others from the administration who were sitting in the cabinet, they were asked by reporters, "What if Republicans do not okay all that money?" And Joe Biden didn't answer. I mean, uh, Zelensky didn't answer. Biden answered for him. And listen, what his answer was. Are you, are you confident that Congress is going to support your uh, efforts to get this supplemental aid? Did you get any assurances? I'm counting on the good judgment of the United States Congress. There's no alternative. Thank you. Okay, so he said, she asked about aid to Zelensky, and um, and he said, I'm counting on United States Congress and there is no alternative, meaning we're going to give them the money regardless of what Congress does. So yesterday, 
he gave Zelensky another $325 million in military aid on top of the $225 million he gave him just a few days ago. So it's military aid we don't have. We're crashing F-35s. We have pilots. Pilots who bail out of F-35s and then have to call 911 on his cell phone. I'm serious. He played the sound. He had to call 911 on his cell phone and ask that they send an ambulance for him. And we're sending all of this to Ukraine. It sounds like we ought to be spending it on our own military. You have that audio you sent yesterday. We didn't play with the uh, gentleman saying, we don't have any money. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't play that. Hold this. Okay. Uh, the first thing I'll tell you is there's no money in the house right now for Ukraine. It's, just not, it's not there. Um, you mean there's no support for money? No. And to be blunt, we're running a $2 trillion deficit. Any money we give to Ukraine, we're borrowing from our future. That's right. That's the facts. That's we're right. The truth. Anybody, you feel how you want to feel about it. I'm here to tell you what's right and what's real. Uh, I mean, look, it's not a good time for him to be here, quite frankly. Um, that's just the reality. And the third piece is what's happened with Ukraine is, frankly, the fault of leadership of Joe Biden. Let's yeah. be very clear of that. Yeah. So not- that's uh, Representative uh, Donald. I'm going to make that number number seven. Uh, that's Representative Donald. Uh, from Florida talking about that yesterday. And there was more from Joe Biden, and I'm going to take Debbie's call after the break. Trey Ware, KTSA. Is your AC working, but the house is still uncomfortable? Friday, remember, everyone deployed. It's also Open Mind Friday at 210-599-5555. We got more news and comments on the news, but I want to go right to Debbie. Thank you for your patience, Debbie, and good morning. Good morning, Trey. I was the one to focus on everybody's focusing on President Biden's age. Yes. And I think they should skew it over to his mental acuity. I mean, there's a lot of older people that are very vibrant. I mean, I'm over 70. I agree. I agree. I, I walk five miles every day. I volunteer. I'm on the move and all that. Yeah. But even I know... Even I know you don't remove the military until you take the allies and civilians out. You don't you don't give money to a country without oversight unless you are corrupt and they know too much about you mm-hmm. or you can't. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only thing, you know, kind of start stressing his mental capacity. I that's- agree. I, I agree a million percent with you, and thank you, Debbie, so much for the call and for your patience. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. You know she's right. Uh, this is not a matter of the fact that he's old, uh, and and we should not have age limits on on office. Uh, I I agree with Donald Trump on that. Uh, he was asked that question last week, and he said very clearly he has friends who operate some of the largest businesses in the world, and it's sharp as a tack, and they're doing a great job, and I think that's completely possible. I know to the day he died, my dad died at 79, and to the day he died, he was sharp as he ever was and could have sat down and done this job at any time. This business is not friendly to older people, and as you get older, they run you off. But he could have done this uh, for, you know, all those many, many years. Um, it, it's not a matter of age. It's a matter of, of, of he's got something going on. And we all know it. America can clearly see it. Let me give you another example. Yesterday, he was speaking, and he talked about why he decided to run for president or the story that they wrote for him, right? So he told the story, which is a lie, 
about uh, 2017 and the Nazis and their torches and all that. Remember the Charlottesville, Virginia thing? And he said he was inspired to run when he heard Donald Trump say that there were good people on both sides of those clashes. And what that, that's not what Donald Trump said. He, he was talking about there were good people on both sides of the statue issue, removing the statues. That's what he was talking about. He wasn't talking about good people. He was not calling the Nazis good people, right? But that's immediately what the Democrats under Barack Obama began to say that he said. He didn't say that. So anyway, uh, yesterday Biden is talking, about, he's telling this story about how he watched the torches and the Nazis and Donald Trump say the Nazis are good people. And he said, that's why I decided to run. And then a couple of seconds later, he came back and he told the same story word for word over again. He said, my family encouraged me to run against Trump. Now let me tell you why. And he told it all over again. And doctors who know this, and I happen to have talked to these doctors over the years here on the show, when you get into a dementia or an early stage of Alzheimer's, you repeat the same story over and over again. Now, older people have a tendency to do that anyway. I repeat a lot of stories, and I'm not an old person, but I repeat a lot of stories because they're my favorite stories. I like to tell them. But this is beyond that. This is him telling a story word for word as to why I decided to run. And he stumbled his way and mush mouth and all, that whole thing all the way through it. And then once again, he said, this is why my family encouraged me to run. And he told the whole story all over again. Everybody knows. Everybody can see it clearly. And everybody knows he's not really running the country. And it's not a factor of him being 80 years old. It's a factor that he has no mental acuity left and should not be in that job. John Fetterman yesterday. You know, that's another guy who should not be in that job. He went to a meeting with the president of Ukraine, and he wore his crappy old basketball shorts and tennis shoes to the meeting with the president of Ukraine yesterday at the White House. And then he sat down behind a podium, and he started to cry about how, you know, I had a stroke, and I can't process words, and I don't know what I'm saying. And he was crying, and I get it. Look, I'm not picking on the man for having a stroke. That's awful, you know. What I am saying, though, is... You don't have the ability to do that. I don't have the ability to play for the San Antonio Spurs. I don't. I'm a 60-year-old white dude who's only six feet tall. I'm never going to play for the San Antonio Spurs. And and for them to put me on their team because I maybe check a box. And that's just the Spurs. And you have a disability. You can't hear on your right ear. Uh, my left so ear. So you should make them right, right. put you on the team. Well, that's right. They, they should because I have a <laughs> – that's right. I can't hear in my left ear. So you should do that. You should be, yeah. But my point is, you, you, he doesn't have the, the ability to do it, but he checked the box. See, he's going to vote Democrat on everything. He checks the box. And that's the problem with the politics in America today. Okay, so I'm not going to hammer on this for a long time. All I'm doing is telling you, 210-599-5555, you can be a part of this uh, as well. We have the election variant. The Biden administration now is offering free coronavirus text, test, test kits. Uh, you can get your coronavirus test kit. Uh, he's spending $600 million of your dollars to mail out test kits once again. The only thing I can surmise out of this is somewhere along the way, I'm guessing that Biden and Obama have investments in the test kit manufacturer because <laughs> this thing, for the most part, 
Doctors and researchers will tell you this variant feels like allergies. You got you got symptoms of allergies for the most part. Some people have a few days of a rough time and sore throat and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to spend $600 million to mail test kits out to everybody all over again. That's called the election variant. Here they go. They're doing it again. They're importing a whole bunch of voters right now. They're going to give them cards. They're going to give them the right to vote. And, of course, they're going to try to lock you up again to do the mail-in balloting, which is the biggest cheat in the world. All right. I was contacted by some folks who know a lot about community service in Bear County. Remember I was telling you about pretrial dismissal and all that kind of stuff, right? Deferring and all that. I was telling you about that yesterday and how there's 700 felony cases since Joe Gonzalez has been uh, the DA and 300, over 350 felony cases got pretrial uh, dismissal. Remember that? And they end up with community service. Um, some of the people in that program reached out to me after and told me exactly what's going on inside the program. So I'm going to let you know more about that. Coming up, Trey Ware, KTSA. America's Diamond offers our five years, 60 months. Coming all the way from Florida to shake your booty. I got my boogie shoes on, I do. Mm -hmm. But we're in Texas, they're boogie boots. Boogie Lucases, yeah. It's a 549, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. You remember we were talking about what's going on here in Bear County with all the crime and the criminals that have been released and all that kind of stuff, and we were talking about pretrial diversion, right? 360 felony cases last year go to pretrial diversion. I've been calling this San Frantonio for a long time. In San Francisco, the district attorney there, Brooke Jenkins, says the criminals are not being held accountable in San Francisco. That's San Frantonio here. We're not holding them accountable. At the uh, community service where these felons are given community service instead of having to go to trial and face the consequences of what they did, some of the crimes that they are committing that they're getting pre-trial diversion from Assaults on a police officer, smuggling, drugs, aggravated robbery, assaults on other people, and the list goes on and on of the types of crimes that people are getting pre-trial diversion. This DA here is soft on crime, and that's why you see the incredible rise in crime that's going on. Now, I want to go to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline and talk with the mayor of Eagle Pass, Rolando Salinas, because he's talking also about a rise in crime that's going on in his city with all the migrants that are coming across the border. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, thank you for your time this morning. Absolutely. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you here. This is insanity that we're watching all along our border. Your thoughts? We've had thousands of people coming across from Mexico, Piedras Negras, Mexico, into Eagle Pass the last couple of days. It's been chaotic. We're doing our best to try to maintain the peace in the city here in Eagle Pass. Fortunately, I do have some help from our partners with DPS, the governor, our border patrol agents. They're doing a great job at trying to help us keep the peace. What's unfortunate and disappointing is that these people are coming in without any consequence whatsoever. That is just not right. We need to be able to enforce the laws. If somebody comes here illegally, they should be 
deported because a lot of people do things right. They do things the legal way. It takes years to come in and become a, a citizen or a resident, and people to, should just follow the law. You know, you uh, are quoted as saying that we're looking at a bunch of young men that are coming across, and many of them are not peaceful. Tell us about that. I mean, that is correct. That's what we've been seeing is that uh, about over 90% of the population that are crossing right now, they're from Venezuela. Most of them are adults, uh, single men. They're not family units. Uh, a lot of them are transported to a local uh, center here, an NGO. A lot of them are, are being belligerent. They're not listening to instructions. So not everybody is coming in peace. So uh, as, as the mayor of the city, we're doing everything possible to try to maintain the city as secure as we can with this situation, and we'll continue to do so. We have been told by our contacts uh, between here and Venezuela that many of these folks are actually from the prisons of Venezuela that have been opened. Uh, the prisoners there have been told if you go to the United States, then we won't hold you in the prison anymore, and they're emptying their prisons and sending them here. So that might be what you're you're seeing there. I can only imagine, and of course we haven't spoken with your police chief or anybody there. This is, uh, you know, having you on is the best thing. Um, what is that like for your first responders, your police officers, what they're now facing in terms of so many people, more than half of the population of Eagle Pass has come through in just the past few days? Well, Eagle Pass is a, is a city of about 28,000, 30,000 people. We have a limited police force, limited resources. We're not New York City. So we have about 58 to 60 uniformed police officers right now. We have a limited uh, fire EMS force also. So we're getting a bunch of calls to, so that we could help the illegal immigrants whenever they're, they're dehydrated, they're, they're sick. I mean, people are dying out here. And our resources have to go to that instead of to our own citizens. So that's led to uh, people being frustrated, an increase in crime in the community. Um, so it's just a, a bad situation all around. This is a mayor. Uh, I'm sorry. Go right ahead, sir. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. So, and and we just we we need the help of uh, of our law enforcement agencies just to maintain the peace of our city. This is Mayor Rolando Salinas from Eagle Pass, and I'm so glad you were able to join us this morning. So, just a few more questions for you. I have been contacted by residents of your city who have been telling me that some of these illegals have been knocking on their doors, have been coming up to them in their cars, have been approaching them on the streets. And they generally feel unsafe at this time. What are they telling you? I mean, that's been happening. That I mean, to be honest, that it, that is a situation. People are are afraid, are frustrated that random people are walking the streets. The thing is, when you have these thousands of people coming in, it is very hard. Whenever Border Patrol uh, processes these people, to know if they've committed any crimes in Venezuela, for example, there's no way of getting their criminal history of that country. So you don't know who's coming in. You don't know who's walking around. You don't know what their intentions are. So, of course, people are going to be scared. They're going to be worried. And it's just tiresome. It's it, I, I bet you're worn out. And I bet your police officers and your fire and your EMS, I bet they're worn out as well. And I bet many of your residents are worn out. I know what's happening here in San Antonio. We have become the clearinghouse. Many of the 200,000 that have been flown in the dark of night around the country they all come to San Antonio. We are the clearinghouse. And so we have a migrant resource center over off of San Pedro, and it's in a neighborhood, and it is completely overrun. You have people sleeping all over the streets. 
the the homeless population has exploded in San Antonio due to what we see happening. What's been going on actually for the last uh, two years plus. Let me ask you a question, though. I I saw a number of reporters asking, uh, mainly Democrats in Washington, because they're the party in power as far as the president is concerned, uh, what they think of of the border. And their answer was there's nothing going on, that this is all made up. This is a a media figment of the media's imagination making this up, that it's very orderly, it's under control, and, and these lines of people are not real. How do you answer that when you hear people in your own party say that? They're absolutely 100% wrong. You're just ignoring the situation. That is not true. I'm from here. I see it every day. People that are saying that, I mean, maybe, maybe they're living up, up north, Colorado or something. I don't know, but that is not the case. You have thousands of people coming into this country through Eagle Pass. And, and I sound frustrated because I am. Because, like I said, we don't have the money to sustain huge numbers of people coming into Eagle Pass, Texas. This is an immigration crisis. We need immigration reform. People have been saying that for I don't know how many years now. It's disappointing. I am disappointed uh, about the system. It's a broken system. There's, there's no order. People are just coming in. It's a come one, come all approach. And it's unacceptable. One final thing for you, Mr. Mayor. Um, if you had the president's ear right now, because obviously he hasn't been there. He has not, uh, Kamala Harris, who is the border czar, uh, has not been there. If you had their ear, what would you say to them right now? I would say, please, please, there needs to be a consequence for illegal action. Bottom line, I, am, I believe in law and order. If somebody comes in illegally, they need to face a, a consequence, deportation. That makes sense. I would like to hear from the administration, unfortunately, since I've been mayor, uh, and recently nobody has called from the administration to tell me what the plan of action is, what anybody is trying to do to deter these people from coming in or control the illegal immigrant situation. And it's frustrating because we're kind of left to fend for ourselves. And uh, But we're going to keep, keep trying. We're going to do our best to keep our community safe because that's my number one priority as the mayor of the city of Eagle Pass. No one has contacted you from the administration, not the Homeland Security Secretary, not the Vice President, the Border Czar, and certainly not the President. No one has contacted you. No one, sir. Yeah. No one, not one person. I wish I could say I was surprised. Mayor Rolando Salinas, as always, sir, thank you so much, and we share your frustration and we pray for you every day. Thanks for being on the show this morning. Thank you. Good day. You too. Bye, Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, Trey Ware. Excited to tell you about a KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Now on FM 107. Disaster at the border. The disaster continues. More than 200,000 illegal aliens have been flown all over this country in the dark of night. I just heard from in the last half hour the mayor of Eagle Pass, Rolando Salinas, who said this is this administration's fault that his people are not safe in Eagle Pass because... Too many illegal aliens are coming in and suffering no consequence whatsoever for their actions. And this administration is causing this. The state of Texas has deployed, of course, the DPS, one of the finest policing agencies on planet Earth, and our own Texas National Guard to put up razor wire, and the federal government tears down the razor wire as soon as it's put up. We put it up, they tear it down. We put it up, they tear it down. The federal government is at war with the state of Texas as the state of Texas is attempting to keep the flood, the invasion, 
out of our country and out of our state. A guest on our show before is Lieutenant uh, Chris Olivares from the Department of uh, Public Safety, DPS, and he knows more about this in 10 minutes than most people know in their entire lifetimes, and he's joining me on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. This is as bad as it gets, Lieutenant. Yeah, it is, Trey. Good morning. Thanks Good morning. for having me on. So, you bet. You know, of course, you know, most recently we probably had one of the largest, you know, influxes of uh, legal immigrants in Eagle Pass where we had close to 4,000 the other day uh, within several hours. And then prior to that, on Sunday, we had over 2,000 in the same area. You know, we're, so we're starting to see this large influx when typically around this time, you know, this time of month, you would see a decrease in illegal border crossings. But it's if we look back two years from today, actually, or from around this time, uh, Del Rio with the Haitians, set around the same time, close to 20,000 plus that came across, you know, in Del Rio. So our mission has always been to try to prevent another Del Rio situation. That's why when the mayor gave us authorization to kind of take over uh, control of Shelby Park, which is an Eagle Pass where all this activity is taking place, we started to place razor wire, shipping containers, boots on the ground by having state troopers, National Guard at the riverbank trying to deter illegal border crossings from taking place. And it all goes back to what, as I mentioned, they're trying to stem that flow of mass migration. But the thing is, the problem is that when you don't have consequences, and I've been saying this for you know, two and a half years from now, when you don't have consequences, people are going to continue to come. And when you encourage and incentivize by giving shelter, providing medical, providing schooling, um, people are going to want to come. They're, they're not going to stop coming. And until you have some type of policy in place that's going to stem that flow and prevent people from crossing between ports of entry, well, unfortunately, the state of Texas is going to have to, you know, deal with this, and that's what we've been dealing with for, for the past two and a half years. This is an it's, inv- not getting, it's not getting any better. No. This is an invasion uh, of our country that's happening right now, and it's being encouraged by the administration that's been in power for two and a half years. They have opened the floodgates, and they have invited people in here. They like to announce yesterday that the, the president said, well, it's, it's uh, Donald Trump's fault. Donald Trump did all this, and he's the one who has caused this, which, you know, anybody who thinks for themselves, anybody who has any kind of a le- uh, intellectual integrity knows that that's not true, that this administration has done this, that this administration said, back in 2015 that he was going to have a constant flow of illegal immigration into the United States as a replacement theory. He was the Joe Biden said that. So he's he's enacting that right now, but the problem with all of that of course numerous problems, but the problem is is the safety. Now you Department of Public Safety is is where you're from and one of the finest policing organizations in the world. I cannot imagine your frustration right now knowing that these people, to a large degree, are putting our people on this side of the border in unsafe conditions. The mayor from Eagle Pass just told me that the vast majority who are coming across are young men. They are uh, very belligerent, was his word. They're not coming uh, in safety and in peace. And so for you, as a peace officer for the state of Texas, to see this and to know that we've basically lost control of our border to the cartels. That has to be frustrating as all get out for you and your agency. Well, it, it is, Trey. Of course, our, our priority always is public safety. And when you have, you know, especially in these last, you know, large groups that we saw in Eagle Pass, predominantly are single males that are coming across. I mean, that's that right there tells you that we do have a broken asylum process or the asylum process is being abused by the current federal government when you allow single males to come across, process them, and then release them into the country. 
you know, those are public safety threats. Those are threats to national security. When you have individuals that you don't know what their backgrounds are, when you don't do proper vetting, and they may have some type of criminal histories from their previous countries where they're coming from, and you don't know. And the, the, the fact of the matter is that it's unfortunate later, later on, years from now, we're going to find out there's going to be a tragedy, and it's all going to link back to what we're dealing with right now at the border. So our focus as a state agency is to focus on criminal activity, focus on drugs, cartel members, uh, smuggling organizations that are, that are smuggling illegal immigrants, and, of course, public safety threats. That has always been our priority with border operations, and that's what we continue to do. But it's unfortunate when we have not only have to battle the Mexican drug cartels or criminal organizations, but also having to battle with our own federal government that's completely attacking us and trying to go against everything that we're trying to do uh, in terms of border security. Um, there were journalists yesterday in D.C. who were asking several Democrat lawmakers yesterday. Debbie Wasserman Schultz was one of them, and there were others about this crisis. And they said back to the reporters, there is no crisis at the border. This is all made up. Uh, that I guess, I'm, I, I'm guessing that people like yourself are just paid actors and are out there just making all of this stuff up. And the tape that you see, the video that you see on television, the lines of people streaming across the river who are coming in this country, they're not real. That's not really going on, is what the Democrats in Congress were telling the media yesterday. Uh, what is your side of that? You know, you, you can't make that up. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I, heard, I heard some of those comments. And, you know, for the American people, those, you know, those that are very aware of what's happening have the common sense. They know that those are complete lies. And it's shocking that we have, you know, members of our own government that lie to the American people saying that there is no crisis, that the border is secured. Well, how do you explain the unprecedented number of illegal immigrants that are coming across our borders every single day, every single month, and throughout the past two and a half years? You know, how do you explain the over 1.7 million known gotaways that are in our country right now that we do not know who they are, what their backgrounds are, and where they're at? And how do you explain suspected terrorists, cartel members, a record amount of fentanyl that's coming across our borders that's killing Americans every single day? As a state agency, DPS troopers have seized over 430 million lethal doses of fentanyl statewide. So how do you explain all those different elements that are taking place at the border? The fact of the matter is that the current federal government allowed this to happen. We had the most secured border prior to 2021 that was completely dismantled from one day to the next. And now we're seeing record levels of illegal immigrants, mass migration that's taking place right now between our ports of entry. And with that does come public safety and national security threats. I'm going to tell you that right now coming across the border are people who intend to do this country harm, that many of these young men that you see down there are not coming here for safety and they're not coming here because they're seeking a better life. Many of them are coming here as criminals. Many of them are coming here deployed by other nations. We have video uh, down in Panama of lines and lines and lines of young Chinese men who are walking or taking that train or however to get up here to the United States to get into this country. We know that the cartels are here in this country in various places, like this uh, place over near Houston that we've been talking about this week that's, a, that's an encampment that's been run. We have all this going on, and yet we have people in Washington, D.C. who are completely unresponsive to this, who are actually sending troops your way to be nothing more than paper pushers to get more and more of them in here. They're incentivizing it, Chris, and there's no end to this right now. As long as they're incentivizing it, as long as they are allowing it to happen, uh, then it then it continues. One final thing for you. What can uh, autonomous states, such as the state of Texas, 
such as Arizona, such as the others. What can they do to stop this? You know, Trey, we're doing as much as we can right now. I mean, the Go- Governor Abbott has deployed as much resources as possible. Um, the funding, everything you look at right now, it's all state funding. You know, when it's all said and done, and in, in the four years that we've been doing border operations, we're looking at close to $10 billion. I mean, this is all taxpayer money from the state of Texas. No support from the federal government. I mean, we're doing as much as we can. We're actually doing far more than we've ever done in border security by placing concertina wire, the marine barrier, building our own Texas border wall, uh, deploying thousands of National Guard as well as state troopers. We've got support from other state agencies, Florida, Iowa. Um, so we're doing as much as we can. But the fact of the matter is, and what the challenge is, you know, how do we stop people from crossing between ports of entry when they already enter the river, they're at the river bank, and then Border Patrol has to accept them by federal law and then process them. Those are the challenges. The only way we're going to stop this invasion is you got to have consequences from the federal government, and you got to have policy that's going to stop this flow. Our own federal government needs to put pressure on the Mexican government so they can do their part and stop this flow that's taking place at our border. In the meantime, we're, we're going to continue moving forward with all the operations that we're doing right now, trying to do as much as we can to protect the communities, protect our state, and to protect the country from threats to public safety and national security. But, you know, that's, that's a challenge that we have right now. But what keeps us going and motivated as far as our troopers and the morale is that we have strong leadership from the governor all the way down to our state leadership within the agency and the support from the American people that support what we're doing. So that's what we need to keep moving forward. And hopefully, hopefully in the next year and a half, two years, we'll have a change in leadership that will completely change this from one day to the next. Amen. Well, you're a good man uh, representing a fantastic organization in the state of Texas. Please keep it up, sir. Thank you very much for your time. We'll have you back soon. Appreciate you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. That's Lieutenant Chris Olivares from uh, the uh, Texas DPS fighting the battle down at the border. The invasion, the resettling of our country. May I remind you that here in San Antonio, a mission was wiped out in 1836. Decimated by an invasion. The Mexican Army. Now, of course... Texas ultimately won that battle and the battle of freedom. But here we are again facing an invasion. Oh, they may not be carrying guns and bayonets, but it is a resettling. That's what they call it. Do you know the word that they have for it? Reconquistadora. The reconquering of the state of Texas and this entire land. They call it reconquistadora. That's what they shout. They are troops of the new conquest. Nueve conquistadoras. That's what's happening in your country right now. So what do you think about it? 210, and by the way, your federal government and Joe Biden, his administration, is doing this. He is encouraging and allowing the reconquest of the state of Texas. 210-599-5555. Foundation support specialists, what great people they are. And they are experts in foundations. Well, you may not have a foundation problem at all. I pray you don't. That would be awesome, right? 
But a lot of times people have a foundation problem that's developing and they don't even know it. Because of the various soils that we sit on, you know, the foundations can begin to crack or crumble a little bit or get out of whack, which means you get some unleveling, some settling that's going on. And you really, the naked eye can't pick it up a lot of times. Then what happens is doors don't open and close right. Windows, you know, can't open. We're getting to a time of year. We're going to start opening the windows to air the house out and all that. You start yanking and you can't get it open, that kind of stuff. And then you might see cracks in the in the mortar outside or cracks in the sheet wall, sheet uh, sheet rock inside the house. Oh, you know, stuff like that begins to happen. Now, a lot of times, though, you can catch that early on, and you can prevent all that stuff from happening. If you get in touch with Foundation Support Specialists at foundationsupportspecialist.com, they give you free of charge and no obligation a foundation inspection, and they bring their lasers and their levels, and they check it all out to make sure you're in good shape. If you're not in good shape, they guarantee their fix for the life of the structure and a transferable warranty. So why don't you reach out to them today online and schedule that appointment and mention Trey Ware when you do. That's foundationsupportspecialist.com. Well, it's going to be mostly sunny all weekend with highs around 99. Right now, 78 at KTSA. Good morning. Still working that stall at flying at KTSA.com. All right, crew, let's go straight to your calls, Sally. All right. It's uh, Open Mind Friday. It's Funky Friday. Why don't you give me a holler and let me know what you think about all this news we're talking about. Let's go to Mark. Mark, you're on KTSA. Happy Friday, man. Yeah, happy Friday, Trey. Great work, by the way. You're uh, becoming a pretty good investigative journalist, by the way. So, anyway, thanks a lot for all the work on this 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 uh, this disaster that is happening uh, with our immigration, illegal immigration. I just would reiterate: the only way this is going to stop is going after the money. Yes, sir. There is there is billions of dollars being profited on all this. That's right. And the I tell you what, you know, the federal government or even the state government, they could shut me down today because they can go in and they can they can seize my bank account. Mm -hmm. And that can stop that. That stops me. That can, it stops anybody. Ask any, you know, business owners, all you probably have been through it as well. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the state federal government, they have the power today to go seize bank accounts. Yes, sure. And stop stop assets. And I don't see it happening. Yeah. And I don't see any I, – I, that is my – I you know, all the other stuff with, with everything going on, that, as I listen to all this, mm -hmm. that is my frustration yep. because, because that's where it can stop. And Trump was doing that. And he is the only – he is the only politician, the only candidate I have ever heard that actually gets to the core of the myth. That's right. Well, a couple of things. And, Mark, thank you. Very very, uh, very kind comments, and thank you. I appreciate when you call. You always have something to contribute here. Uh, first of all, the first thing they ought to do, you're absolutely right about the money. they got to they got to cut off the funding, right? So first thing they need to do is cut off all the money that flows into Mexico. About $18 billion a year we fund Mexico. We prop that government up down in Mexico. Just cut that off. Because that's going to get their attention to stop this crap. They got to stop it right there in their own country instead of allowing these people to flow across. They also have ways of locking up the accounts of the cartels, and because because they're trading, they're 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 out there writing checks and doing all that kind of stuff on the open market. So they need to freeze all of those assets uh, everywhere around the globe. 
Uh, but here's the thing, Mark. They're not going to do that because, number one, the Democrats want all these people here. They're giving them those cards now that looks like your driver's license. They'll be able to register to vote, and then they'll be able to vote for Democrats and pay, you know, in perpetuity, uh, keep Democrats in power forever. That's the political side of this. And I also would suggest to you, and we're doing some digging on this, there's financial incentive that's flowing to politicians as well out of all this, that they're making some money out of this, and so they're not going to shut it off. And that's what we're fighting against. Uh, Joe, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead, sir. Yeah, uh, the, that caller is right. We need to uh, stop funding other things. But the problem started with Trump, don't you think? No. And no, uh, we that. need. Oh, I don't think that, Joe. Yeah, I do think so. No. Cause, uh, it didn't start with uh, Donald Trump. Well, how, anyway, how do you say started, that, Joe? How did it start with Donald Trump, Joe? Because because why? Now, how did he start it? What did he do? To America. What? Donald Trump haven't done nothing. What did, know what, and I know what did he do when to he, open the border, Joe? He didn't open it. People started coming in when he was president. No, they did not, Joe. No, they he did not. People were not coming. Joe, you're talking nonsense again, my friend. Have a good weekend. Hold the line, Jim and Ruth. I'll come back and I'll visit with you. Trey Ware here on KTSA Lifestyles Unlimited. Increasing your financial wherewithal. That's what Lifestyles Unlimited can help you do. How so? Investing in real estate. When you invest in real estate, you start to build your passive streams of income. And when you're making money, even when you're sleeping, nights, weekends, and holidays making money through passive streams of income, that's when your financial wherewithal gets better. All you got to do is log on to their website at financialfreedomlivestream.com. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. Mention Treyware when you do, and they will get a W-A-R-E. Just use my name as your promo code, and they're going to get you a huge discount on your membership over there. They will teach you how to identify the properties, how to get the financing that you're going to need, how to fix those properties up, how to sell those properties, and how to really start making money in real estate. It's a great way to make money, but it starts with knowing how. FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. Phone or a smart speaker? Smart listener, when you stream us. Streaming radio now. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Open mind to Friday, 210-599-5555. Good morning, Jim. You're on KTSA with Trey, and happy Friday, sir. Hey, happy Friday, Trey, and uh, thanks for your show, man. I love it. Trey, I, I just have two comments. Uh, first of all, your previous caller was highly misinformed, but that's another subject. Yeah. So what I wanted to say was uh, when this Ukraine-Russian conflict started, I was curious about president of Ukraine and did an uh, Internet in, uh, search, and his net worth at that time was $1.2 million. Yesterday I did the same search, and now his net worth is $1.05 billion. Why does not anybody see what's going on? Mm-hmm. Right. No, it's and it's not just him, Jim. Um, there are a lot of people who are profiting off of what's going on in Ukraine. And if you just go back and do a study, and it sounds like you're well-informed, and I do appreciate your call. Thank you for the kind words. Uh, you will find that Ukraine has been a hotbed of corruption forever. Um, they have been uh, buying and selling and trading, and there's been all kinds of, of, of uh, illicit crimes that have gone on in Ukraine forever, forever. And, and it's not changed. The corruption in Ukraine continues on. And that's why you have any number of Republicans who wrote a letter yesterday, Senator uh, J.D. Vance and Chip Roy from here in Texas, saying enough is enough. We're not going to send any more money. Well, and boys, do it. 
Quit writing letters, quit talking about it, and cut the damn money off. Not another dime because there's no, there has been no accounting, none whatsoever. They don't have any idea where this money is going, and instead of just cutting it off, they're writing letters, they're talking about it on the media, cut the damn money off, shut it down. Stop it. That's what Congress can do. This president only is doing this because Congress and the others are allowed to do it. Yesterday, Zelensky was there. He wants another $24 billion. And uh, the president here says there's no other choice. We're going to give him the $24 billion. I don't care what Congress has to say. And he hands him $325 million in military stuff. Meanwhile, we're crashing F-35 jets. We have pilots that are bailing out of jets here and having to call 911 to get an ambulance to come rescue them. to the phones. Ruth, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Happy Friday. Oh, good morning. Thank you. Um, a earlier caller commented we have two enemies. One's the border, uh, the invasion, and the other is the federal government. I, I don't understand why we, the people, or why at least our National Guard is not using our Second Amendment. There is no excuse for that. That's the only thing we have, and they are, they're never going to change anything, those people up there. And unless we start using that, I don't see how anything's going to get any better. I think what we have now is uh, a position, and thanks for your call, Ruth. I think the uh, people of of, uh, of these states need to put pressure on their various governors to exercise the Tenth Amendment. The Tenth Amendment to the Constitution says the states only give to the to the federal government the powers that they want to cede to them, but they can also stand their ground and say we are going to protect the sovereignty of each of these states. Now, you're not going to get that in New Mexico. She's a gun banner. You're not going to get that in Arizona. She's a gun banner. You're not going to get that in California. He's a gun banner. They don't care about the sovereignty of this nation. They are aiding and abetting the situation. They are allowing it to continue. But here in the state of Texas, Greg Abbott needs to do more to militarize and close, completely shut down the border and not let another soul come across. Shut it down. John, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead, sir. Uh, out here in the country, we've had incidents of coyotes hauling these bad boys around. And they uh, run through the fences out into the pasture till the vehicle won't run and then disperse. So we got them out here in the country all over. Sure the you do. Absolutely. I'll see them all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do, we'll have to fight them, but we need to fight the head of the snake. We need to cut the gas off. At uh, at the House of Representatives, well, you got you got to shut the money off. I mean, people who are calling for that, and I'm one of them, uh, are absolutely right. You have to first of all, the first thing that has to happen is you have to go to Mexico and you have to say we're not sending any more money to Mexico. We're not going to continue to prop your government up. And if you become a failed state, then you become a failed state. But we prop that government up to the tune of about 19 billion dollars per year every year of U.S. taxpayer dollars sent down there. Now, I'm in favor of doing that, by the way, to a lot of countries around the world who are enemies of ours. Look, folks, we have become nothing more than worker bees who are going to work every day staring at red brake lights like you're doing right now with a Yeti between your legs full of hot coffee, and you're making money, and the federal government is taking that money, and they're propping up countries all over the globe, these countries that don't like us at all, and we continue to send money to these countries with no accountability whatsoever. I mean, uh, Ukraine is a prime example of what's happening here with no accountability. And the same thing is happening in Mexico. This could be, uh, and, and it was during the Trump years. This is where caller Joe, right before the bottom of the hour break, had it completely wrong. He blamed it all on Donald Trump, just like KJP and just like uh, uh, Joe Biden did yesterday. This has nothing to do with Donald Trump. Donald Trump had an agreement with Mexico. He had the Remain in Mexico policy, but he also had the southern border of Mexico sealed up. 
and had that agreement from Mexico. Why? Because Donald Trump is a businessman and he understands finances. And he told Mexico, if you want another dime out of the United States, you have to stop this crap from going on. And guess what? The Mexican government did, but they are incentivized right now by a, an administration, and Joe Biden is not the president. He's a dummy sitting on the lap of Barack Obama. That's it. Barack Obama's doing this to this country, and he has always wanted to do this to this country. And what they're doing is importing voters. I told you yesterday they're giving them ID cards. It looks like your driver's license. With that ID card, they're going to be able to get jobs, and they're here illegally, by the way, and they're going to be able to get jobs. They're going to be able to get benefits that you pay for, that you pay for. And they're also going to be able to register to vote in many states across this country because they're going to have driver's licenses. That's the ultimate end game here. Come here. We'll give you $2,200 a month. We'll give you a cell phone. We will give you free medical care, and you're going to get the right to vote. So just remember, who gave you the cell phone, who gave you the $2,200, who gave you the free health care, it was the Democrats in Congress and the Democrat president. Make sure you vote Democrat. That's all they're doing here. This is all about reconquistadora, resettling the United States with their voters. And they're doing it by more than 10,000 a day, 200,000 flights so far this year in the middle of the night to states and cities where they need the voters the most. 200,000. Joe, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead, sir. I want to talk about the people that have been calling in this morning and talking about we need sensible immigration laws. Well, we have immigration laws on the book that nobody pays attention to and they say about well we need workers visas and all that if they'll do a research they'll find out that many 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 people have overstayed their work visas and they're illegal so we're just going to go through the same thing yeah we need to follow what we've got on the book uh we need to make it extremely difficult we're not a humanitarian open borders we need to close the borders and we need to say you only get in here for certain reasons. We don't want you to come getting jobs and staying here and overstaying your visa. Thank you, Joe. 210-599-5555. A couple of comments from the media coming up in just a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Life moves fast. No one has time for a car, truck, a newsmaker hotline. And for the next few minutes, the phones are open at 210-599-5555. What you thinking this morning? Hey, Joe, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday. Hey, Joe. Okay, there's no Joe. 210-599-5555. I got a text. Uh, Good morning, Trey. I work for a hospital here in San Antonio. I can tell you the amount of drug-resistant TB cases we see in the immigrants. It's very high. It's frustrating to know that there are more cases out there that we don't know about. Biden's policies have put all of us at risk. Well, you're a million percent correct that I have heard this over and over again from people who work in the hospitals, that diseases that we have largely eradicated from the United States have been surging as long as the surge is going on. And that's only common sense that would tell you that that's exactly what would happen, right? Because you have, you're importing poverty, you're importing people from third world countries who don't have the type of health care that we have, they don't have the sanitary conditions that we have, right? 
They're coming here. Many of them are prisoners being released from prisons that have opened the doors like in Venezuela, shoved up to the United States, and Joe Biden's administration giving them a free pass to stay here and to take American jobs and to be here as long as they want to. And many of them are prisoners that have been released from the prisons. So many of them are carrying diseases, and they're not screening any of them at the border. For those who don't remember history, we're repeating it again right now. Ellis Island was made for that reason. Ellis Island wasn't put there for the Statue of Liberty. That's not why Ellis Island existed. Ellis Island was a place for the immigrants to come where they could be quarantined. And they didn't have the ways of screening people back then, obviously, that we have now. But they were quarantined on Ellis Island. They had to have a plan for their life. They had to have a sponsor in case that plan fell apart and they needed to fall back on somebody. And number three, they had to be well. If you didn't have all three of those components, guess what? You didn't come into the country. You got back on the boat and you left this country. That's not what's happening now. People are coming across that border. They are young men. They are belligerent, we are told by the people there, including the mayor of Eagle Pass. They are not coming in peace, and we're not checking them to see if they are healthy. And they're showing up at the hospitals, and they're carrying things like TB and COVID, and God knows what else they're bringing here into the United States, importing poverty, importing drugs, importing criminals, and importing disease. That's what the Democrats in power are doing. TJ, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday. Good morning, sir. I, I'm, I'm, I have half a thought here, but let's say in a perfect world we get a new president, a good one, a one that's willing to fix this mess, Donald Trump. How do we get rid of all these people that just came in and all these anchor babies that just popped out I know. lately? I know. You know, how, how do we? How do? It's going to cost a lot of money to round all these guys up. It's going, to, it's going to be almost it's it's almost an insurmountable uh, task is what it is TJ and I just I don't know and and again they know that right they know once they get them here that they're here and that's why they're trying to get as many here as they see they read the tea leaves and they know this is a very unpopular president or administration because again Joe is a dummy sitting on the lap of Barack and Barack is running the country this has been the dream of Barack Obama from the very beginning of time to cause chaos, to destabilize the country, and then to take the country over with an overruling, overpowering, overbearing government that rules all of our lives. It's as anti-American and as anti-constitutional as you can get. To your original point, how do we get them out of here? I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. Donald Trump says he's going to deport them. If you remember back in the uh, Eisenhower days, and forgive the term, but it is what they called it back then, Operation Wetback, where they sent them back out of the country, and they would dump them in Mexico, and if they came back, they would dump them further in Mexico. If they came back, they'd take them even deeper into Mexico and leave them until they didn't come back anymore. And Donald Trump said two days ago he's going to do like Ike did, and he's going to do the biggest uh, airlift of people out of this country uh, that you've ever seen. I don't know. I've heard that promise before from people. If anybody can do it, it's going to be Donald Trump. But unfortunately, I don't think they're going to allow him to be president again. I've been saying that now for, well, two years. Uh, And I don't think that they're going to allow that to happen. They're going to do everything they can. They're doing everything they can right now to try to cheat the election. They have brought back uh, two anti-American. One is a, a communist sympathizer, John Brennan. Uh, and James Capper, uh, Clapper, and they were the ones who started the whole Russian collusion thing and who 
uh, said in in letters uh, that uh, that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation and so on. So they're anti-Americans. Joe Biden has just brought them back to battle against Donald Trump's campaign. They're trying to bleed Donald Trump dry. He's spending a million dollars a week, a million dollars a week on his uh, legal issues that are all trumped up, no pun intended. They made all this stuff up to try to hang this around his neck. For the dummies out there who don't pay any attention to what's going on in the real world, they're just listening to Donald Trump being in legal trouble and they don't want to vote for Donald Trump. This is a multi-tier attack. They're now sending out COVID tests. They're going to scare the spit out of a number of people to keep them from showing up to, to vote, and they will do the mail-in balloting again and again. They're bringing in all these folks, handing them ID cards so that they can register to vote and vote in the upcoming election. That's what they're attempting to do. So it's persecute, prosecute, and then eventually they get to the point of assassinate. Stalin did it. Mao did it. They all did it to seize power. It's happening here in our country. They're attempting to seize power. Happy Friday to you, but I'm just, you got to know what's going on, and you got to tell people what's going on. You got to let people know that this is a takeover of your government by resettling everything and then, you know, flouting the system. And the only thing that's going to make a change on this, don't get frustrated and give up. The only thing that's going to make a change is an overwhelming force of voters in the next election who vote these people out. Overwhelming. It has to be unquestionable where they just cannot cheat it that the numbers are so huge. And that's what that's our job. That is our job for the next 18 months is to make sure that enough people are informed about what's happening here and what's coming to our children and our grandchildren's future if we don't stop this at the ballot box next year. Uh, we have to. And they're going to do everything they can to fight against it. They're doing it right now. That's what you're seeing, the political side of this. There's a monetary side of it, too in that they're going to receive a lot of funds from business owners in this country. Chamber of Commerce folks in this country are going to fund the Democrats because the Democrats are importing cheap labor so that they can make more profits for their companies. They're going to write big fat checks to Barack Obama and, and, uh, and Joe Biden in order to keep them in power because they're bringing a bunch of cheap workers. But they're also bringing in bad people. They're bringing in criminals. They're bringing in... Uh, people who are not interested in our laws. They're bringing in people who are gangbangers. They're bringing in people with disease. All these things are happening because they have decided this is the new policy of the United States open borders. Ware and Rima coming up next, KTSA. Is your AC working but the house is still uncomfortable?